0: What's up guys? We are back. It is Michael Hunter at ACCBR1 on Twitter. This is the ACC Basketball Report episode number 63. Uh, took uh, myself, Kinchin, and Charlie a little bit of additional time uh, to get on the same page and get our schedules together. It's difficult when you got three guys and, you know, we all have day jobs. We all have responsibilities. Charlie was sick. Kinchin was working late. I simply didn't feel like doing it one night. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, we got to get together today uh, on a Sunday. Recorded a quick show. It's about 35 minutes long. We talked about the Virginia title. We talked about the Virginia Tech exodus. We talked about uh, a situation involving Kyle Guy that was kind of brought to my attention and whether or not we think it's likely. I'll let you guys discover that when we talk about it here. I uh, talked about the Mike Young hire at Virginia Tech. He talked about some recruiting. He talked about uh, some grad transfer stuff. Uh, UNC's roster moving forward, NC State's uh, newest additions and defections, and, uh, you know, just kind of got caught up a little bit, we talked about Tiger a little bit, talked about Game of Thrones a little bit, which, Kynchon's not a Game of Thrones fan, which is completely madness, but, uh, yeah, episode 63, we're back, it's gonna get a little bit slower now that it's the off-season, but, uh, I am going to be doing... a a podcast from the pga championship up in new york at beth page black next month going up there with a few buddies of mine and we're just going to do whatever we have a topics list of like 40 topics that we're just going to bullshit on get drunk in the hotel and start talking about nonsense it'll be completely off topic and not acc basketball related but i am going to post as a podcast just to kind of just as an entertaining kind of thing so that should be interesting uh made a couple of announcements towards the end of this show and uh that's basically it so i hope you guys enjoy this is me charlie and kinchin talking everything and everything um about uh, about what's going on in the world i hope you guys enjoy but first josh gogi So it is episode number sixty-one. Uh, what is it? Sixty-three, I believe, right now. ACC basketball report coming at you on a Sunday afternoon. I got Kinchen Taylor. I got Charlie Monolakis from the ACCBasketballReport.com website. Fellas, took a little uh, took a little doing to get us all on the same uh, the same schedule <laughs> here, but uh, we're back a little bit late. But uh, we have a champion. Virginia won the NCAA tournament. What? Uh, what do you guys think of uh, their tournament run and how they performed? You know, after the Sweet Sixteen, Charlie, I'll let you go first, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's. I, mean, I feel like I, like I jump to Carolina as soon as I start talking every time I'm on here, <laughs> but it, it it reminds me a lot of the seventeen run that UNC made in that nothing. W- and I'm not I'm not pulling in the whole redemption narrative because I know that's been talked about, mm-hmm. and I want to. <laughs> I think those two storylines are best left on their own, both perspectives. But but to me, what jumps out about it is how none of it was pretty, but mm. every time they needed to make the play to move on or needed the break or needed the bounce or needed Cal guy to hit three free throws, they they got a ton. Um, and I was – Good. And you know, it's <laughs> – I shouldn't be surprised at this point that <laughs> Virginia executing – consistently and every time they need to, but I was, I was, I was blown away with how they, they never got rattled. I guess really starting with the second half against Gardner. Webb, but, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to them on a, on a great run, great season, and there's no signs of slowing down.
0: So, you know, I I think what I'm taking away here is, you know, they, they, they kind of did it how they've, they've always, they just kind of, Grinded it out, I guess. You know, they beat Purdue by five. They beat Auburn by one. They beat Texas Tech by eight, but obviously it was close because it went to overtime. Um, they only beat Oregon by four. Kenjun, have you ever seen a tournament team be as? I don't want to call it luck, but there was a lot of luck involved. You know, the, the DeAndre Hunter shot, the KiA Clark play, the Kyle guy three from one corner, and then the foul on the other side. Has have you ever seen a team get that lucky during a tournament run?
2: Man, that's what makes March so great that they have a team that looks like it's going to go down you know T.A. Clark, like you said, the, the tip to half court to pass it to Diakite or DeAndre Hunter hitting the three in the corner during the championship game. It's, it's unreal how Virginia just came out of you know just came back from death so many times. It also is a little bit of a testament to Tony Bennett and his coaching staff too. How they just, I mean, just these group of guys that, you know, it's no five star, you know, all star freshmen on the team that won this championship. You know, these are guys that have stayed here, you know, been through the grind, sat there last year and watched, you know, them lose to a 16 seed. The first team to ever do it and to come back. I I know we're we're doing the redemption thing like Charlie didn't want to do, but it, it, (laughs) it, it is a redemption story. No, oh, it'll be so it's an
1: unbelievable 30. story.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of Tony Bennett now that he's got the title, is he is he the best coach in America, Kenshin? Can can we give him that title right now?
2: I don't know if I would give him the best coach in America, but I will say that you take out Roy and Coach K in say five to ten years, he's definitely the be the best coach in the A T C. Yeah and he will Continue
0: to be you think uh, he'll Still be at Virginia but, at that Point
2: Oh yeah Yeah There's It's gonna take A lot for him To leave Virginia now I feel like
0: Yeah I think uh, I don't
2: see I don't see a job that, that would make Tony
0: Bennett go You know what That's gonna be A lot better Than what I'm Doing now well, Unless in, it's in uh, The league That's, I think the NBA Comes calling Eventually um, Moving forward Charlie um, I assume That DeAndre is gonna Declare though To my knowledge He hasn't yet um, there's mm-hmm. been a little bit of rumor that Ty Jerome is going to declare, though I haven't seen that yet either. If those two guys go and you lose Jack Salt, what do you expect with a core next year of Clark, Guy, Dequi Day and, and Jay Huff?
1: Yeah, I' you've also still got a lot of a lot of useful, a lot of great pieces there, even and even if you lose guy and' or not guy. Lose to Rome, lose lose Hunter, who is definitely gone. But um, I I really put my faith in Tony Bennett. You could ask a lot of the same questions two two years ago. Losing Brogdon, losing was it Gill?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There were a lot of a lot of guys who left off that team that were uh, a meltdown in the, the Elite Eight against Syracuse, against the press away from picking the Final Four three years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and taking a lot of this story out of the picture. So I, in the way where you see, um, you hear so many of the blue blood programs talked about, it's like, so like you're not, you're not too worried about rebuilding. Cause it goes, I mean, you're not rebuilding, you're reloading. Right. And I'm, I'm starting to think of I'm starting to look at Virginia in the same way. I mean, we've now, it's been six years, the last six years. They've won. Won 89 games in the ACC. Yeah. Oh wow. Carolina's the closest at 79. Duke's at 77. Nobody's within 10. <laughs> Nobody else is. Only Syracuse is within 20. So, so it's it, it, it's just an unbelievable run they've been on. Faces have come and gone, and I, Tony Bennett's just got, he's got this thing rolling, and I, maybe it slows down, but. Not much, not by much.
0: So now you know all the all the haters have been proven wrong. This system can win in March. Um, the mm-hmm. system you can recruit to this system because you know no no five star freshman. But Kyle Guy was a five star freshman a few years ago. Ty Jerome's a high four. DeAndre Hunter was a four. Um, not sure about Diakite. Jay Huff was a four, if I if I remember correctly. One of the interesting things that I have heard um, coming at the end of this offseason, was an, a Notre Dame fan came to me and told me that Kyle Guy is on schedule to actually graduate from Virginia this spring at some point, and his fiance, who everybody's seen the story, they seem to talk about it every time that there's a Virginia game on, his fiance apparently goes to school at Notre Dame. <clears throat> Do you think there's any possibility, Kinchin, I'll let you go first, that Kyle guy graduates from Virginia and then grad transfers to Notre Dame to be close to his fiance. Do you think that's a possibility?
2: (laughs) Wow. Dude, wishful thinking, man. (laughs) I I mean, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it, I'll give it like a 2% chance, but I, I think it's mainly just wishful thinking. That just seems like I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with "It's Always totally Sunny in Philadelphia." It's when Charlie's got all those strings and these theories on the wall, that's what it—that's <laughs> what I imagine when someone has that theory. That cow guy's going to go to Notre Dame.
0: You can't—you can't see him playing in another jersey. Is that you know? It's just—it's difficult to imagine. Am I am I wrong in thinking that, Charlie?
1: No, not at all. I—I'm uh, <laughs> sure they would certainly welcome welcome him, but I—I I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: Oh, give! Oh, Notre Dame would love it. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you lose DJ Harvey, and then you put Kyle Guy on one wing and TJ Gibbs on the other. You got two of the best shooters in the league, right there. That's that'd be an incredible wing offense. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead, Kinchen. What were you going? What were you saying? No, I
2: was going to say that they're not losing anybody, but I forgot about DJ Harvey it was uh, transferring. Kind of, kind of. Uh, the yeah, right you end.
0: know he he said that. Uh, he, he was leaving, or he was—he was going into the portal, but he wouldn't—he wouldn't rule out coming back to Notre Dame. Well, Mike Bray is still there. Rod Blayens is still there. The whole coaching staff is still there. If—if if you're going into the portal, why are you going into the portal? I guess if—if if there's not a coaching change, why are you going into the portal? You're gonna make these guys re-recruit you. I don't. That move is one of the more mind-boggling moves i've seen and to be honest harvey hasn't been great obviously he was a little bit dinged up his freshman season but this i mean he's not a great shooter he kind of gets into the lane and makes some tough shots every now and then he's you know pretty athletic but doesn't really put it on display a whole lot um i like their freshman class but dj harvey are you guys are you guys big dj harvey fans am i am i out of line here
2: uh no, I'm not really. You know, I think he's kind of a poor man's uh Bonnie Colton kind of player. So I think he would be awesome at a mid major level school. I oh, think sure. probably be. I feel like that's more more suited to his game. The A C C is just kind of just too fast paced for him in my opinion.
0: I don't I don't understand why you go into the portal. I mean, if you wanna stay, you stay. If you wanna go, you go into the portal. It's I mean I just I don't understand his thinking. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe yeah, he's it seems got, a little wishy-washy. Maybe he's got some no. issues on the home front. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, um, while we're talking about rosters, I wanted to touch on a couple of things for each of your individual programs, and then one on mine. Charlie, how are you? Uh, how are you liking Carolina's roster and how that's shaping up for the two thousand nineteen twenty season?
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly losing, losing five of your top six rotation guys <laughs> <laughs> hurts. Whatever hurts, whoever you are. Whatever, whoever you've got coming in. It's so it's gonna be a totally different team. I mean, Luke May is at the door, Cam Johnson's out the door, Kenny Williams at the door. Nasir and Kobe White have already declared, which some were surprised at. I Nasir's obviously been in my mind, he's been gone all year. That was that was his plan and I'm I'm excited to see him moving on doing that and hope, hope he's able to continue doing well and and certainly kobe
0: Um, coming into this
1: year if you had asked me mm -hmm. i i would have i would have hoped for two years Mm -hmm. but but the way he played i'm i'm not remotely shocked to see him out the door either so really the reality now is just what what do you do from here
0: yeah i think that he is um talking to some uh people specifically about kobe white was the issue was brought up about his wingspan? He's you know he's six five with only like a six seven six eight wingspan, which you know typically on those long guards in the NBA you like to see those crazy wingspans. Like Josh Kogi from Georgia Tech was six four but had like a six eleven wingspan or some craziness. You know he's almost dragging his hands on the ground. But um, I think that that Kobe. Um, showed that he can run the point at a high level this year. You know, had some turnovers sometimes, maybe some poor shot selection. But 6'5", showing handles, showing that he can distribute the ball at the college level this year, I think he's a home run for, for the NBA. Absolutely. Um, I, I do think that Carolina is going to get – is going to eventually land Cole Anthony. Um, they do have – they did make his Final Four – or Final Four Final Five, I can't remember. I know it was – who was it? It was just announced the other day. Was, I think it was four, yeah. Yeah, it was North Carolina. because yeah, he took out Wake Forest. Right. He and, took out Wake Forest in his five. and no, I think yeah, Notre so was Dame was. Oregon in well. was still in there. Yeah, Oregon. Um he took out UNLV too. It was Oregon, Notre Dame, UNC, and somebody else. I can't remember who the last team is, but I don't think it matters. I think he's gonna eventually end up in Chapel Hill. I also like them to get that Little Rock transfer, um uh Rajon Tucker. I think Man, uh, I
1: really I really like him. And yeah. Granted, I've granted all I've watched is highlights. I've only I haven't seen him miss a shot. But <laughs> right, but if do. but if but if what I've seen is <laughs> is any indication of of his game, but on the whole, then he he looks to be a really complete player who who would come in and do a lot of the things Roy Roy asked out of this team.
0: You know, and I think there's still. I mean, you you lost some of your big time rotational players from this year, but. I mean, I think Brandon Robinson showed a lot this year. I think Leaky Black is eventually going to be one of the favorite Carolina Suns for for Carolina fans. And then I think with Anthony coming in, I think Garrison Brooks is maybe ready for a little bit more of a, a role than what he's shown in the past. And then you got Baycock coming in, who's obviously a huge, huge prospect. So I think Carolina's going to be fine as long as they get who we expect them to get. Um, traveling down 40 a little bit, <clears throat> to Raleigh. Uh Kinchin's pack, Wolf Pack, uh, landed a a Raleigh son who came back home after uh, Tim Miles was was uh, dismissed from Nebraska and sh- uh, was a shooting combo guard, Kinchin, Thomas Allen, he's a 6-1 shooting guard, uh, originally from Raleigh, went out to Nebraska to play for Tim Miles. I expect him to get a waiver at this point since Miles was fired and he came home. <clears throat> Kinchin, what are you thinking about this transfer?
2: Yeah, that was one thing I was kind of thinking about in the back of my mind is maybe, you know, because I think he got injured at some point this season and didn't play a lot. Yeah, he, so, he, he
0: had a bum he, ankle in the NIT, I believe.
2: Yeah. So there's a possibility that he could get a waiver, but at, for me, I'm not expecting him to be there. So right now, as it stands, they have four scholarship openings at, as this season ended with mm-hmm. Torin Dorn and Eric Lockett graduating slash running out of eligibility. And then you already had Sasha Kalia jones uh, never actually, you know, he was sitting out and then he left the program to go pro, which I, I really don't know what all entails there, but it is what it is. Um, and then Ian Steer, who left to uh, go to St. John's, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um, so you have four, and then you already have Jalen Leak signed, which – is up in the air because he's in the NBA process. I think, he's and then Gary cool. end
0: up with him at Raleigh. I think he'll be at NC State next year.
2: I think so too because he's only the couple of mock drafts I looked at. He's only a second rounder. Mm-hmm. So, but it only takes one. It only takes one agent to be like, "Look, I, I can get you a first round draft pick." You know, kind of the Anthony Simmons of last year, mm-hmm. kind of. But we'll see. Um, I see who, uh, Darien Seaborn, he's coming, and then Thomas Allen. So you only have one scholarship available at the moment. And I know, um, the Lehigh transfer, Pat Andre, mm-hmm. who's a really good three point shooter. He's like a career 42%. Um, he can add some size and shooting ability, obviously, to, uh, to the pack. Um, there was another guy that I don't have down here in my notes. Oh, uh, Derek Smith. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what school he went to, but he is um looking at coming to stay also. I think he has a uh, trip planned.
0: do you uh, do you anticipate Markel Johnson staying in the draft or is he going to come back?
2: Yeah, Markel uh, said that he was going to uh, be in the dri- uh, test the waters out. You know, I don't see him on any draft boards either. Yeah. so it would be nice to have that you know slew of point guards with Markel and Jalen and Braxton Beverly and Blake Harris, you know, kind of pick your poison and what you
0: want. Yeah. You know, so I, I would like to see it. Um, well, What was I thinking? Uh, one thing I haven't heard anything on was Manny Bates and his recovery. Is there anything new on that front that you're hearing? Let's say that again. Hold on. I, uh, I broke up a little bit. Freshman uh, Manny Bates, who was out with a shoulder injury this year, uh, had to sit out in register. Oh, shirt. yeah. Um, is he fully yeah. recovered is he good to go do you know
2: yeah I, I, you know as, as little we had you know big man size uh, I was kind of surprised not maybe see them burn the red shirt but mm. it's kind of good they didn't um, I think I think he'd be fully ready to go uh, come next season and uh, be a real good presence in the post because obviously State is lacking in in the post big time uh, with just Wyatt Walker and DJ Funderburg <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually I actually really like Funderberg. I thought he came on strong, uh, you know, at the end of the year and was, you know, one of their most valuable players. I mean, he's a terror on the offensive rebounds. He can go up and get oh, it. Man. He was he, I that was not what I expected from him after after what I thought he was, you know, before Ohio State and then a, as a JUCO. Um <clears throat> that was that was shocking to me to see him come about the way that he did there. Um a couple more notes I want to get to shit. Uh, A couple more notes I want to get to real quick before we get into Virginia Tech is uh, Christian Keeling, who is a sniper uh, scorer, 17 points per game over the course of three years from Charleston Southern, is on his official visit to Georgia Tech this weekend. He'll be on an official visit to Clemson next weekend, and he's also supposed to meet with Charlie's boy Roy Williams at some point to see if there's a fit in Chapel Hill for him. Uh, what was the other one that I was looking at? Ah, our old friend Kadeem Sai, who has committed and decommitted to Virginia Tech twice and gone Juco, has resurfaced again and is taking an official visit to Pittsburgh. Um, this was after uh, he went Juco twice, I think. Um, he it was actually committed to East Carolina as well because Eastern Carolina's head coach Joe Dooley has hired. Uh, a former Virginia Tech assistant who recruited both Cy and Pig Jackson to East Carolina, and now Cy pops up in a Pittsburgh uniform on his official visit on my Twitter feed the other day. So (laughs) who knows what's going on with that kid. Um, I'm not sure at all. I forgot to bring up uh, Keeling when I was talking to Charlie about UNC, but I wanted to run real quick to the Virginia Tech hire. Obviously, Buzz Williams goes to Texas A&M, uh, about a week and a half ago, Virginia Tech goes out and immediately snatches up Mike Young, who was the the Wofford head coach that you know led them to a thirty and five season and a second round um, appearance this year in the N- in the NCAA tournament. I am not. Thrilled about this hire But he is a very good coach obviously uh, His salary I think they signed him for 5 years Starts out at 2 million and eventually climbed to 2.5 million His head coaching Record reads 299 and 244 Which isn't great But he's at Wofford He made Wofford into a power at the SoCon level The biggest thing That we're seeing right now is He's lost his entire team um, You know Chris Clark, Landers Nolly. Um, both transferring. Nikhil Alexander-Walker going pro. Kerry Blackshear is expected to be a grad transfer. Um, Who else? Justin Robinson is gone. Ty Outlaw is 24 years old at this point, so who knows if he wants to play anymore. Um, Right now, basically, PJ Horn and Isaiah Wilkins are the only two guys left aside from Blackshear if he does stay. He's already had three of the Buzz Williams uh, commits decommit two of them are heading to Texas A&M with Buzz Williams um I'll let Charlie go first what's uh what what's your what's your take on what's going on in Blacksburg right now
1: yeah the um <laughs> just the, the situation and trying to fill out a roster is is my or is is obviously the bigger concern but I'm I'm much more concerned about the roster and who they're going to be able to bring in and potentially replace all these moving pieces with than I am with Mike young. So I, I am more positive on the higher than you. It's obviously not is far from a huge splash and those Williams was always going to be a huge loss, but, but Mike young has really done well at, at Wofford. A lot of that, a lot of that 500 or so record dates back to kind of his early days in the, in the earlier two thousands when they were eight wins, seven wins, 10 wins, nine wins his first few seasons. Mm-hmm. The last, you look at the last ten years or so. Man, he's been there. He's been there twenty years, almost yeah. nineteen, twenty years. But uh, I mean, the last ten years, they've made the tournament five times out of a out of a one big lead league. And Davidson was in, was still in the league for about about half those years. And obviously, the season they had was was just a one of those unbelievable generational kind of combinations of players that come together at a Silicon program. And was it was a joy to watch, and that's 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 far from been the been the norm in his time there. But they have they have found consistent success, and I I expect that he's a I'm confident he's a good enough coach that he should be able to continue to do well and do well at school like Virginia Tech. But man, he I don't know if he did all, how did the timing play out? Was this did the Exodus kind of hit right before or after? Or is it? Has it just all been going on? It feels uh, like so much has happened since. I think since uh, Monday night.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know. Abisa well, beat. Well, there was an article that came out that I missed that said Chris Clark wasn't going to be back. That was before Buzz left, so Chris Clark wasn't going to be back. Yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, I think when it became clear when Buzz Williams met with the team, uh, w- uh, Wobisa Beattie, um Landers Nolly went into the portal until they saw who was hired as a coach. Now, with Young, you would think that Nolly would come back after seeing what, um, you know, the leash that Mike Young gave to, uh, to Fletcher McKee in his time at Wofford. I mean, that's Nolly's a kid that wants to put up shots, and if he comes back to this team, that guy's going to let you put up shots. So it was interesting to me that Nolly's gone, but I think he is actually gone. Beedy might be the likeliest guy. To return, I think Because a lot of people are seeing He's from the Northeast So I'm sure Matt McCall at UMass Ed Cooley at Providence are are giving him a call I think he could be effective at that level But this could be his team next year And I would feel a whole lot better about Virginia Tech If Beattie came back But if he was going to come back, I think he'd be back by now Um, Kinchin, are you Do you like this hire more than you would have Say if they would have got Wojciechowski? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I thought, you know, I
2: kind of asked some of the Virginia tech people that I know, um, they're kind of about the same way. Like, I feel like everybody's like, yeah, it's a a good hire, but you know, it could have, could have been a little bit better, but they're, they're satisfied with the results. And I haven't talked to them since, you know, a bunch of the players have left. And I looked at the roster right before we, we came on and I don't see any Big scores on this team, nope. so I feel like he's got a lot of work to do to g- rebuild from year one. And it also helps that uh, he, uh, uh, Jeff Goodman, announced right before we uh, tweet recently that he kept one of the assistants that was on Buzz's staff. He retained him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but but uh, so that's a step in the right direction to kind of save what you have. Instead of just clearing house, because it's tough, you know, you bring in guys, you're recruiting a whole different way, you know, you got to recruit them to stay instead of to leave, you know.
0: Right, I think Mick Cronin would have been the home run hire here, but uh, he was kind of he was kind of out of the running early. I think he probably said that he was, you know, thanks but no thanks, because I think honestly, right now this this went from a from a sweet what, sweet sixteen team to a three to five year rebuild in the course of two weeks, um, this defection by Buzz Williams has. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the Hokey program that that we kind of grew up on. Now, back as far as not being any good right now, um, his coaching chops are going to be really put to the test. And as an X's and O's guy, everybody seems to think that this guy is. It was the right hire for this program, but he's going to have to recruit his ass off. I think he's got to hit this hit this grad transfer market very hard and uh, and get some results. Like you said, I think he's going to need scoring in the worst way is his biggest thing right now. I like Horn and I like Wilkins, but Jesus, if those are going to be your two best players next season, you're going to be in a world of trouble. Um, <clears throat> yeah. One of the only
2: good things about the hire, though, is he's kind of a hometown guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like he's he like grew up in Radford. Right. So it's, it, it, I guess it's a good thing, you know, have him kind of return home. Like, yeah, it's I a mean, long road ahead. E- and it, even
0: it, then, he's, you know, Walford's right in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So he's not, you know, he didn't go from West Coast to East Coast or from the Northeast to the Southeast. You know, he's he's yeah. from the area. So he still has contacts for, for recruiting and things like that. He still knows people in this area. So I think that that will definitely work in his favor for sure. What uh, what else were we going to talk about? I forgot. This is all I had written down. I forgot too. <laughs> I thought you know, last last night we were kind of bullshit, and right now it's the hottest day of spring so far, and the AC in my house has not been able to keep up, so it's like eighty five degrees in my house right now, and I'm sitting here sweating my ass off. Uh, okay. Did you guys watch? Uh, you guys watch any of the uh, final round of the Masters today?
2: Oh, amazing. Amazing to see
1: Tiger back, man! It was awesome.
0: <laughs> Charlie, you a golf fan?
1: I am, yeah. And I, I didn't think I was. I mean, put me on the list of people he proved wrong today. But I, as two years ago, I never. And I, I love to see him back. Grew up, grew up watching him in that red polo. But I never thought we were going to see him. See him put on that green jacket again, or really making making any sort of. I mean, wh- how many is that total? I never thought. 15 we were gonna see him make that last push chasing jack
0: yeah yeah, yeah 15 that, yeah it's 15 for so
1: long it was looking it looked inevitable uh, yeah I, and he was gonna blow blow that 18 or 19 however many majors it is out of the water
0: and but they they showed that video of him today where he's like on his knees in the fairway when his back just kind of gave out on him a few years ago and mm-hmm. uh I, I remember that happening and just thinking you know he's we, we saw the greatest – this this guy made golf, what it is. I mean, you see all those people on the fairway today and in, in, in tournaments the past few weeks following him around. He kind of created that. Like, Happy Gilmore came out in, like, the mid-'90s. And, you know, in that movie, Adam Sandler makes golf like a spectator sport. And that's what Tiger Woods did for golf. Like, I, would, I never watched golf growing up. I thought it was boring as shit. And then when I started to watch Tiger Woods play, I'm like, "All right, this is worth watching because this guy does some things that are absolutely incredible."
2: Yes, yeah, it's definitely the best thing for golf right now. Yeah, Tiger winning another major.
0: I was uh, absolutely. I was talking to Eli Becker today from uh, Mountain West Wire, and he recently took a a trip to Iceland, and he, he tried to put a fifty pound bet on woods to win the masters and because he was overseas his credit card was declined so he didn't get to place the place to bet and then he had to watch tiger come back and win the whole thing today oh, man. I don't know what the odds uh, were, but it was substantial he would have won a lot of money <clears throat> somebody who won who put a bet like 85 grand yeah on, one like, two million the oh, one odd yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: yeah ah crazy all right I just found my list uh Louisville this week, served with notice of allegations from the NCAA. I am assuming this is due to the Brian Bowen situation because of what some, of, uh, <clears throat> some people talking heads, guys in the media, are saying that have more access than I do. My question is, Charlie, I'll go to you first. Can you sanction this program due to that situation when the AD, Rick Patino, and Bowman are all gone and Bowman never actually played for this program?
1: Yeah, that's that's my understanding too, is, is it all ties back to the Bowman situation and I don't know to me I think <laughs> I don't know if the right question is is can you or should you because I don't I don't think you necessarily should be able to punish a program that A hey, has been through louisville has been through, but but yeah, to your point, none of them are there. But but can the NCAA sanction? Will they sanction? I do to see why not
0: <laughs> yeah I mean this is the NCAA we're talking about they're gonna sanction somebody for these these acts which just depends on whether or not it's going to be Louisville so mm-hmm. Kenchin, what do you think buddy well they've already taken the 2013
2: title away from them have they not even though that's a whole different separate thing yeah they but took,
0: the, took the taken that out. away from yeah. them. So, but, I mean that's the dumbest fucking punishment. They ever came mm-hmm. up with was taking down banners. I watched the game. I know that Louisville won that title in 2013. Yeah. You know, it's just the dumbest shit ever.
2: I mean, I don't think... Uh, could they? Yes, because the NCAA is the NCAA, and they you know pick and choose their uh, punishments. But sh- should they? I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's gone. Nobody there in the program currently is affected by what Rick Pitino and Brian, or that we know of that they are affected by this payments and stripping parties and everything else in between that this morally corrupt Rick Pitino has ever done. So I mean I don't see why why we got to punish him. I mean, just ban our scholarship. That's the worst thing you can do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean I don't I don't see why we have to punish the team when everybody else has been fired.
0: Yeah, I mean these these kids didn't do anything. Chris Mack didn't do anything, presumably. I mean, what, what are we doing? I think maybe you hit Patino with a show cause, um, because his name is popping up all over the place now. You know, he's been mm-hmm. coaching over in Greece, but now, you know, there was some some flirtation with UNLV. I think there was people that were that were pumping him up for for UCLA. I think if you're gonna do anything, you you hit him with a show cause. If they come out and they and they punish this Louisville team that had nothing to do with any of that, then I mean it's just another way that the NCAA has failed in their governing of uh, of this uh, of this organization. It's just it's foolishness. Um, that's all I got, guys. Was there anything else that you guys want to talk about tonight?
2: Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. I think we kind of covered all the bases of everything that's been going on in the ACC
1: so far. yeah, really, uh, Charlie national championship ended. It? Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> this is the time of year. I I always take the take the step back, enjoy the Masters, enjoy yeah it. yeah. Start kind of. <laughs> Check into the NHL for the first time in 10 months. and
0: Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm oh, gonna, man. <laughs> hurricanes all the way, baby. Let's go. We're
2: going to, we're maybe down 2 0 right now, but we're coming back. <laughs> like, bur- the Stanley Cup comes through the PNC, baby.
0: Let's go. <laughs> you know, I actually went to uh, my first professional hockey game with the company that I worked for about a year ago. And we went to a Hurricanes game because everybody in my company is, is Hurricanes fans. And I got to say that watching professional hockey. Actually in the arena Is so much better Than it is Watching it on television And You know For most sports It's the exact opposite It's You know Like football Is so much better on TV Than it is actually In the stadium But hockey In person Is really fucking cool Agreed I mean I'm a little
2: biased here But the PNC Is the best place To watch hockey
0: Yeah And and Obviously Yeah obviously Right (laughs) In the place like Alright Let let, uh, Charlie where uh, Where can People find you On Twitter
1: oh yeah it's at c Manilakis 2 i'll be i'll be keeping up with all the all the carolina news you'll you'll see me saying some dumb stuff about game of thrones coming up
0: ah yes
1: hopefully hopefully i'll be retweeting the canes as they make their march to the to the cup but but lots of that and more to come
0: Kay, what about you man
2: all right you can follow me at Kenshin one and only it's k-i-n-c-h-e-n the number one and only spelled normally (laughs) and uh you'll see me tweet a lot about the carolina hurricanes until uh, or until they win the stanley cup pretty much it's a carolina hurricanes fan account until further notice (laughs) um i'll be talking about just random stuff that i see acc wise or just just anything that just comes across my timeline that i that i laugh about i'll retweet it or comment or something. I will right, oh, not be talking about Game of Thrones uh, I, I, I am one of the few people That would not be watching Game of Thrones
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, explain that what, What's up with that? That's un-American I, I just never got into it I'm
2: sorry. Oh no, don't throw talking about the American, the American no, 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 no no, But it's not American to, to not watch
0: What do you mean you never got into it? It's basically porn <laughs> I mean, how can you yeah, not be into no, that? Into it, it's, porn, it's, like it's, porn with, it's porn <laughs> with dragons I mean, it's awesome I I will be watching it, so you'll you'll see me tweeting about it uh, more than likely this evening. Um, I don't have any booze in the house, so it may not be as entertaining (laughs) as it usually is. Um, You guys know me, Michael Hunter, at ACCBR1. You can find all three of us at uh, ACCBasketballReport.com. We've been a little slow lately, but been enjoying the tournament, been enjoying the Masters. We all have regular day jobs, so we'll get to it when we can. But uh, we're going to take a little bit of time off. I've got, um, I have, I say that, but I've got uh, our new bracketologist, Jonathan, is going to be joining me next week. So that'll be a short show. Just, uh, I, I don't really know Jonathan, but he is one of the bracketologists that I follow on Twitter. He agreed to come on. He agreed to do bracketology for ACC Basketball Report in the 2019-20 season. So that's going to be cool. And that'll be, uh, in addition to, Kinchin's Articles and Opinions, Charlie's Analytics and Picks Against the Spread, my Nonsense. We're also adding a Bracketologist now, so that's going to be cool. And I've also got a guy that's going to come on and do some best bets and, and some other stuff, who's kind of a character, which if you follow Chimp Carey on Twitter, he's going to start making some regular appearances for us. Also going to have some Nasir Little insight as he goes through the nba draft process which i'm pretty excited about Uh, working with t on that a little bit as they uh, go through that process as a family uh, very close-knit family so uh, i'm interested to see you know get an inside look at what goes on there um guys i thank you for uh for joining me on a sunday night and i will talk to you sometime this week
1: great to be back as always look forward to it
0: all right guys take it easy
2: see you guys